Hello there and welcome to Talent and Growth, the podcast dedicated to all things talent attraction and talent retention. I'm your host, Paul Church, also the founder of the Anemo Group. Um, today, we're joined by Charles Breck, the CEO and founder of Legislate, and we're talking specifically around how to hire the right people for your business. And Charles has found out the hard way, uh, the impact of hiring the wrong people, and has used that uh, experience to uh, work out a way to hire the best people and the right people for his company. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode and if you're enjoying Talent and Growth please do subscribe, please do like us, please do share us with a friend. Keep the movement going. Here's Charles, hope you enjoy the episode. Charles, good morning and welcome to Talent and Growth. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you Paul. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. And look, I think a, a great place to start would be if you wouldn't mind just sharing a bit about your background, really, and your, your journey, career, and, and what you do now. Yeah. So um, I'm Charles Breck, founder and CEO of Legislate. We're a legal tech company that makes it easy for businesses to create lawyer-approved contracts, but more importantly, track the data they contain. And I started Legislate because in my previous role, I was struggling to get contracts past procurement um, and signed um, even when a contract was negotiated approved by legal uh, because it had dragged on for months buyers would get promoted or lose interest or lose budget so with legislate what we're trying to do is we're trying to empower business users to create contracts without needing much legal input or any legal input at all so that they can create fair contracts which are robust have everything that they need um, and then more importantly, they can track those contracts post-signature. And was there, was there a moment where you just thought, right, that's it, I need to set up a business to fix this problem? Yeah, exactly. So um, I didn't have much work experience, but um, the work experience I had at, at the startup where I was doing these contracts um, was really, you know, really useful in terms of learning how to, you know, what it's like to work in a startup. Um, what it's like to grow a business, what it's like to, you know, get those customers when you don't really have a product. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun and I definitely learned a lot, but it was really frustrating to lose these opportunities post legal, um, because buyers would lose interest, lose budget. And, and really it made me think that, you know, time is literally money. Um, time is the biggest killer of deals. And when we lost, you know, two, two deals that would have been game changing for the company in the space of three months, I thought, well, if I stay around, it will probably happen a third time. So that's when I thought, you know, I need to do something about this because I, I don't have the time and energy to keep, you know, throwing down the drain. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Okay, perfect. So tell us about the, the business itself internally. So what, what what's it like to work a legislate and how do people feel working in the business? Yeah, so Legislate is quite a young company. We're um, almost two and a half years old and um, we have a team based in Oxford, which is where I'm based, and a team based in Seville, Spain. So that pretty much happened uh, randomly with lockdown, but it's, it's worked out great. And um, and I'd say in, in our two and a half years at Legislate, we, the first year it was pretty much me by myself. And then, you know, when we did get venture funding, uh, we, we grew the team to 12. So um, team of 12 split 50-50 between Oxford and, and Seville. We're gender balanced. Um, I'd say overall the team is quite young. 
and um and i'd say the reason why we we've gone for a well we had to go for a young team also is because we raised funding which is great and not everyone is able to do that but um you know we didn't have infinite resources and uh, we had to kind of make the most of our uh budget and i'd rather well I, i felt like the best strategy for us at that time was to um invest in young talent people who have just graduated from university train them up um and then put them in a in, in the hot seat because in a startup uh you need to wear many hats and you need to learn quickly and um and that's kind of the the attitude and, and the approach we've taken and i'd say we we all you know get on well with each other um again as i mentioned we don't have much budget and but but the the team at least in oxford uh the team in oxford self funded a, a personal trip to seville to meet the rest of the you know the spanish team um so i feel like if if the team didn't get on well if the team didn't believe in the mission and you know feel that they were all part of something which is bigger than themselves they they wouldn't have done that so um and yeah a- actions speak louder than words so uh, i i think that's probably the best example i can use to describe uh our team fantastic thank you for sharing and um tell us about some of your early experiences of hiring and and what worked and and what didn't yeah so when i um decided i wanted to start a company i only had three years of professional experience and whilst the the startup i was working at was you know well known maybe in in the right circles beyond those circles no one had heard of that startup and so it's not like i'd worked at you know a big brand company where i could you know flash that big label and and um you know prove to whoever i wanted to hire that you know i'm a credible person with a track record and i know what i'm doing so um it it was very difficult to to find even just a co-founder which i i did end up finding someone from uni who vaguely remembered me and you know were somewhat interested but they when they went to hand in their notice they they got a counter offer and decided to stay um so that was you know i'd say first challenge and then it just also made me realize that you know the best thing i can do now is is just you know go and build it myself i don't necessarily need this this talent at this stage because i can just learn how to do it myself and um and then as i progressed and had a bit more to show then i was able to start attracting the first you know team members and it was it was hard because again it's you know that you need a top class cto but a top class cto probably doesn't want to you know join a a flimsy startup with you know very little angel funding um because they have a family they have commitments so it was i had to kind of work with um what was a, what who said yes basically and um and i i very much focused on just uh skills so you know do they know how to code do they have any experience building software apps etc um and for a couple of linkedin posts did end up getting some interest um from some consultants who ended up you know joining and um and then you know it 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 didn't really work out it it worked out in the sense that we got a product an mvp but where it didn't work out was you know i just optimized for skills i didn't optimize for cultural fit or personality fit and again as i mentioned earlier i did i didn't have much professional experience i still don't have much professional experience but i'd never managed anyone so i didn't even know what my management style was or um who i was compatible with so so i think you know i you know i had to let people go they you know decided to leave as well and 
um, you know, the, the first hires weren't weren't great. Um, it definitely taught me a lot. And um, and then afterwards, you know, I when I did the hire again, I, I got lucky. Again, I I think I wasn't conscious or aware fully of you know what how to hire, but I got lucky with some really great um, you know people who are still with us today, but who showed me what it is like to you know hire the right people who you know obviously are competent but where there is a good um cultural fit and um and then since then i we've been you know really looking both for skills but more importantly do they are they compatible with me as a leader and as a manager but and then are they compatible with the company and are they aligned with our long-term goals because we're also uh, whilst we want to support everyone to get to where they want to be you know, we ideally we want people to be with us from, you know, the beginning till the end, or um, you know, as much of that journey as possible. And and we don't want to necessarily be a convenient um, stepping stone into something else because it is trendy to work at a legal tech right now. Um, so so I'd say that that's uh, you know a, a long long summary of um, my recruitment journey so far. And of course, we're here to I suppose we'll talk a bit more in a, a moment about hiring the right people and how a bit more around how you've done that what impact did hiring the wrong people have on your business as you know and you as a founder mm-hmm. so so luckily uh when i did hire the wrong people it was pretty much just me so i had to um you know experience that and and suffer uh you know the impact was it, i didn't feel like i didn't even feel that i was in a safe environment in my own company um, you know, I, I didn't feel like I could necessarily, uh, express myself freely. I didn't feel like, um, you know, I didn't feel like they enjoyed working. I didn't enjoy working. It was very much just, you know, we've got to do a job and we're here to do it. And, um, you know, it helped us get a, get a product. It helped, helped us, you know, reach certain milestones, but, but I feel like, um, you know, it wasn't the company that I wanted for myself or even for, for my, my team. And, Luckily, you know, so somewhat through mutual agreement, um, they they wanted to leave, and um, you know, so so that kind of created an opportunity to bring on new people, and um, and then we had you know our Fernando, our tech lead, apply from Spain, and this was also in the middle of lockdown, so I was was a bit reluctant to you know have have our tech lead be so far away, um, but you know, quite frankly, didn't really have a choice, but that turned out to be, you know, one of our best decisions. And now our whole software team is in, in Spain in the same office with Fernando. So, um, and, and I think, you know, by just having this conversation, early conversations with Fernando, um, learning about him and, um, you know, just a, a completely different attitude to problems. Um, I think early on when we would have problems, it'd always be the end of the world. But, you know, with, with actually the right people and then the right attitude, problems are just, you know, you know, many obstacles that you need to overcome and, and sometimes they create opportunities. So, um, so I, I feel like luckily the rest of the organization, at least the team today that we have didn't necessarily need to see that, that, you know, of, you know, that side of legislate and the company. And luckily it was in our you know very, very early days. Um, but I feel like they've, they've really influenced our recruitment going forward. And, you know, even today when we hire, we, we sometimes do make, uh, mistakes. Um, but, but I say one way that we, um, minimize the impact of those mistakes is 
either through probationary periods or even especially if we are you know hiring um young graduates it's to um offer them internships as a way of determining if they're actually a good fit or not so um yeah again a, a long answer no but a good one a really good one I, the, the one thing that stood out to me was um when you mentioned that you didn't you didn't feel comfortable expressing yourself in the business do you mind just just touching on that a little bit what what, what were you worried would be the impact of you expressing yourself in, in a way you felt reflective of how you felt yeah i mean i, I think um you know like in life and, and especially in, in a startup feedback is really important whether it's from your customers or from your colleagues and um i felt like maybe maybe I, and probably it's the case i didn't know how to give feedback um but but i also feel like um you know it just it just wasn't a safe environment where anyone felt comfortable giving feedback because it could just you know you know explode understood so let we've glanced back let's look forwards um a little bit more and, and i suppose look a little bit about what, what you learned from that and how you've implemented it so how 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 do you go about now making sure that you hire the right people into the business what what does that look like yeah so i i think um you know as we've grown and we're almost two and a half years and i wouldn't say we're we're a known brand in the legal tech space but we're definitely becoming known um where we when we raised um funding venture capital funding uh in february last year that you know gave us more credibility and then we used that credibility from our investors to um you know raise a first batch of i mean uh, hire a first batch of uh employees um that team now you know we, we've had very minimal turnover um and that team has been with us now for you know two years, year and a half, and um, and I'd say because we have that culture, we have that team um, that somewhat reflects on our you know social media pages um, to the outside world that we're a real company. There are people who've been here for you know more than a year, which you know means they're definitely getting paid, and they're you know it, this is definitely a real company. Um, so I feel like in the early days, I had to prove that this was a real company with real potential. Um, now we've got that. So now it's more about, okay, how are we making sure that we're attracting the right people that can, you know, really move the needle for us at Legislate because we no longer need to prove that we're real. Now we want to make the most of our status and our position to really, you know, move forward. Um, and, and I'd say when we, when we hire, we're on the one hand, you know, looking for the skills and competency um that you need for those roles and we obviously provide tests but but really what we're trying to do is make sure that they're a good fit because we don't want them or anyone to um you know take away from what we've built if that makes sense or have a negative impact on what we've built and how much difference has hiring the right people had on your products and your performance of the business and the culture so i think um when when you when you hire uh someone who's not the right fit um and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're not good people um it's just that maybe their their way of working or isn't quite compatible with the rest of the team uh the impact i think it has is more that it becomes a distraction for the rest of the team because they might the team might not necessarily understand you know why, why is this person being so critical about everything um and then if if it, I, I wouldn't say it's contagious but it can become contagious so I think, um, you know, in, in those situations, sometimes you can course correct. 
And one thing that we we do is we have I have a catch up with everyone in the team every two weeks to make sure that everything's on track and that maybe if there is anything that under their skin that you know they can they can share it with me in a, in a safe space. And um, and I and I think there is also a correlation between not catching up with someone who's not a good fit and then it becoming worse than you know catching up with someone who is maybe a okay fit and then making them a good fit after those catch ups. So um, yeah. And how do you make sure that whilst we're making sure that they're the right people for your business and, and presumably the culture you've, you've built, how do you do that while still making sure that it's an inclusive culture, which is actually attracting a diverse range of people? Yeah. So, so I think, um, you know, even in, uh, if you start with a diverse batch of candidates, you'll end up with some candidates who are a good fit and, um, others, others who aren't, um, you know, and, and, and you'll still end up in a, you know, a, inclusive um i mean it's still end up having an inclusive team because i i, I feel like hu- humans are so complex at the end of the day um you know if, if if you started off with an initial batch of candidates who are all the same then you know that would be more problematic so as long as you i think at the top of the funnel ensure that you have that diverse range of experiences that you do you know, in our case, we do definitely add people in the funnel who we think maybe are at an edge of what we would think would be acceptable, but we think actually, you know, this could be a chance, a uh, good chance to, to, you know, give them that opportunity to to prove themselves. Then we, we, we make sure that we have a diverse funnel to start with. But I think one thing that we've, we've also noticed is, um, you know, even when you do that and you do hire, um, when when people are on the probation period or in their internship or etc um you then you know realize that you know maybe maybe it's they're not yes they were you know diverse on paper but maybe they're not d- diverse in real life um if that makes sense and um and it's not that again that's a bad thing but uh, really what we want to do is make sure that we're we're attracting authentic candidates who can be authentic with us both in the interview process and and in the company and um and then, it, and then the, it's all about, um, you know, how, how do we make sure that the people who are getting the opportunities really deserve the opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. And what, what's what are the what are those key qualities you're looking for when hiring? Apart from obviously technical skills or whatnot or, or skill sets, what what are those qualities you're looking for in people? So I, I think in a in a startup, the one of the most important uh, attitudes is to have a positive attitude when there are problems or when things go wrong or when things break, because in a startup, things break all the time. And, um, and if, if you can't cope with that, or if you have a negative attitude each time something goes wrong, then, then that's definitely something that won't be sustainable for them or for us, because, you know, if if they're being negative, they won't enjoy being negative and then we won't enjoy that either. Um, so I think that's the, the first, first um first quality i think second quality is you know not taking themselves too seriously that's something in the company where you know we we all come from you know different backgrounds i say none of us have had um you know a none of us have a stellar cv if that makes sense you know of you know amazing track record amazing companies amazing education um but what we all have in common is that we've you know proven you know by doing and we can learn quickly when we don't have, you know, maybe the the experience. Um, and I think if, if anyone comes, you know, with too much confidence or too much of an ego, um, then that isn't compatible with the rest of the team either. 
and um and then i think the the, the final final quality is um is to be customer uh, centric and i know that might sound a bit um stereotypical or uh, or a bit of an abstract word but um you know as a as a startup if you don't have any customers you don't have any revenue and if you don't have any revenue um then you don't have any business and a lot of the time we need to be proactive with our customers. We need to be trying to listen, capture feedback, even if they're not giving feedback. Um, and if something, if they make a request, we need to be there for them and, and do that. And, you know, it, I, I feel like we've got a good culture in the team where everyone understands the value of customers, but even on the technical side. Um, and whenever we get a new customer, everyone in the team celebrates. It's not just a, you know, sales team celebration. Um, because when a customer requests a feature and obviously we, we, you need to review, you need to assess, but, um, you know, most of the times we say yes, or we adapt the feature to what they, what we think really will help them. Um, you know, that we can move a lot faster when, when everyone is on the same page and understands why we, you know, are customer centric. Yeah, that makes sense. And what, what, what does your interview process look like? So uh, we always do a, um, initial introductory call just to understand, what is this candidate, you know, uh, why did they apply? What are they interested in? What, what interested them about legislate? We, um, if we feel like, you know, everything adds up, um, we'll then decide where we should invite them to a, some form of test. And that test is always based on the role. So if it's a developer role, it'll be a coding test. Um, if it's a business development role, it'll be to prepare some form of pitch or presentation that they would normally have to present to a client. Um, and then after that, we, um, we then, you know, have an, another call with the rest of the team, or if they're, you know, based in London, uh, might even, you know, meet them and, and just, you know, maybe iron out some, some final details. And then if that goes well, then, uh, make an offer. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. And then finally, Charles, what, 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 what three tips would you give to a business who is really wants to endeavor to hire the right people what, what would you say i'd say um you know obviously to understand what is their own culture like because if they they don't know who they are then um it is difficult to attract the right people or to know who you who you should bring on um but i'd say the the other thing when it comes to hiring um is you can definitely invest invest a lot of time and effort and thought into a hiring process you know how many interviews you know who should interview what who should what questions to ask etc um you know you can even do reference checks you can do a million tests but i also feel that the reality is a hiring process is never perfect and ultimately you you know candidates aren't shouldn't be optimized for passing a hiring process they should be optimized for succeeding in a role at a company and in, in real world conditions so we obviously have put thought in the hiring process to, you know, weed out red flags. Um, but but the reality is you'll never know until you actually hire them. And sometimes it can be effective to use other mechanisms, you know, post-employment to manage the, the initial period of employment, whether that's a probationary period, whether that's an internship, um, or even, you know, paid exercise that that's one other thing that we 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 sometimes do is if we have a lot of candidates we'll just pay them to to complete a, a proper piece of work um because only post that real work or closest to real work will you know if they're a good fit or not so we like to hire quickly um 
just because we we want to get that proof um you know once once they've started some really good advice thanks so much charles if anyone wants to pick your brain or legislate or hiring or anything else at all what's the best way for them to do so so um they can find us on linkedin or on our website which is legislate.tech um but if you search for legislate on google you'll probably find us as well fantastic charles thanks so much for being a part of talent and growth thank you paul